Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 51 of Jeff Reads His Book. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we're going to be reading chapter four of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me at the show here, uh, you can head over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and there's three ways to contact me listed there. And while you're there, why not consider buying a prequel to the terrible book we're going to be reading today? Very exciting. So the book we're reading today is not for sale because for yet another week, I made literally no progress on it. Yes, that's right, people. I didn't do any more editing this week still, so you still can't buy the book. So I think I'm still stuck on, like, Chapter 6 of editing, I really got to get moving on this. Not good, not good at all, but I just can't, I don't know, I just haven't. Ideally, I would actually finish this up, get that book up for sale, and then we can move on, because I hate reading this book on a computer screen. It stinks, and both the content and the process, yeah, they're both pretty bad, so yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, so today, we actually do have some feedback, all from the lovely Laura. So we're going to take a peek at what she had to say. Okay, she answered uh, chapter two and three discussion questions. So let's have a look-see at what Laura has to say. Um, what did I ask? Chapter two, okay, the first question was, what's your go-to snack at like a coffee shop, right? Margot bought scones, and I think I said I like scones. Uh, Laura says frosted cookie, birthday cookie, anything, basically anything frosted with sprinkles. Yeah, she's a big fan of the frosted cookie too, but I don't know. I think sometimes she gets, what, like tempted by the pastries and she'll veer off the cookies. You know, she'll get like a lemon bar. I don't know. I'm not, I, I think I'm pretty against any fruit being in any baked goods. Uh, I'm not a fan. Although lemon... Eh, maybe, maybe. All right, uh, second question was, what's your go-to drink at a coffee shop? Uh, she says she enjoys some nice, freshly brewed tea and sometimes plain old coffee. I stick to the basics. If I'm feeling really crazy, a chai tea latte. I've just become impatient and don't feel like waiting for a fancy beverage. Yes, and I don't think the uh, lovely Laura is a big fan of, like, the vast quantities of sugar that are in those either. So, yeah, and I kind of agree with her. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and have you ever worn a cloak? Great answer here. Laura answers, I own a Snuggie. Does that count? It's like an indoor cloak. I never use it. I got it as a gag gift. Probably a, at a white elephant party at Christmas. Good story. I know. Probably wasn't a white elephant, because that would imply it was a used Snuggie, and, well, that's just gross. <laughs> but we do have that Snuggie somewhere in the house. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, chapter three questions that she had. Do, 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 do. Oh, where's the fanciest place you've ever been? Uh, she does agree. Uh, Ottawa Parliament, I think. That's when we were in Canada, so Canadian Parliament. I'm thinking outside of Cleveland. So, because I think I said the art museum, maybe? Yeah, yeah. So she was trying to go a little bit wider range there. She's more worldly than me, I suppose. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, do you ever use the word posh? 
She says, hmm, I use other words that are synonyms for posh. I say fancy a lot. That's true. She does. And question three. Oh, have you ever created a dress or been, uh, what do you want to say? Violated dress code. Let's say that. All right. All right. She says, I went to Catholic grade school and we weren't allowed to wear tennis shoes unless it was gym day. I don't understand that. Every day when I was in elementary school was gym day. I'm pretty sure I had it every day. Did I? I must have. I don't know anymore. All right. Um, I'm sure I violated that at some point in my eight years of uniform wearing days. Yes. So that could be true. Yeah, I, that would be a good one. Like if you're at like a school with a uniform kind of situation, then yeah, you're probably going to violate dress code sometimes, right? I don't know. All right. All right. All right. Let's get cooking today. Okay. I got shit to do. So we're going to read this short ass chapter. So chapter four comes in at a whopping 41 lines. So this is like half as long as last week's chapter. These chapters are really broken up, aren't they? Uh, so it's really short. Uh, it's going to be our heroes having dinner. Oh, very exciting. I do have a lot of meal based writing. So this is, you know, par for the course, I'd say. And, um, mostly it's just going to be plot building, I think. I don't think we're going to get any, um, excitement out of this. There's not going to be, no, no, it's going to be pretty bad, I think. But at least it's short. That's something, right? So, uh, let's go see how bad this plot could really be as we dive in to chapter four. So while we read today's chapter, I am going to be sipping on a delicious glass of wild turkey, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey on the rocks. Oh, yes. Mm. Very good. I didn't go with the 101. Haven't done that in a while, honestly. Trying to avoid that one. Oh, it's so good, though. Mm, maybe this week. Maybe. I don't know. If we run out of wild turkey, maybe that'll be next. But, uh, oh, the best part about this one is that it is rebate bourbon. That's right, folks. I got a receipt and mailed it in old school to get $5 back, which makes this bourbon cheap as dirt. Wow, that is exciting. I should see if I can get it again. Can I get two rebates if I buy it again? I hope so. Wild turkey's so freaking good. Yes. Mmm. So one thing I did want to point out is I don't think for this book I've repeated bourbons yet. So I think going forward, it's going to happen. It was just an interesting fact. I don't think I could possibly go, I don't know, 40 different bourbons. Are there? Ugh. I'm going to be pulling from that bottom shelf if I keep that up. That's not going to work. <laughs> But, ah, the wild turkey's hitting me nice. I got, I got, uh, one ice cube in there. It's almost melted. And I'm almost out, actually, but, mm. it's a short chapter. So, let's just go ahead and start reading, huh? I can't believe you had them arrested, Aaron laughed. Stephen slammed down a mug on the table. I didn't have them arrested, he protested. Or at least I didn't mean to. The four of them sat at one end of an absurdly long table with seating for Henry Gr Let's start again. The four of them sat at one end of an absurdly long table with seating for Henry Guest, 40 people. He thought the dining room was vaguely familiar, but the palace was a virtual maze to him. 
I actually put that vaguely familiar because I thought when they were running away from bad guys and bringing balance, they were in the palace. And I feel like they were in a dining room at some point. Maybe not, though. I don't, I, I'm not sure. Let's assume that that's a callback. How about that? <laughs> a really weak one. Um, Margot noticed him looking around the room. What is it? She asked. Ugh, God damn it. I, all right, I just explained something that's going to be explained in the text. <laughs> Margot noticed him looking around the room. What is it? She asked. Have we been in here before? He asked sincerely. She glanced around before grabbing a wine bottle and pouring more into her glass. Maybe, she admitted. Sometimes I can't tell if I've been in these rooms, Stephen admitted. It's absurdly large. This room for sure, though. He takes me on dates to this room, she said in mock swooning. He takes me on dates to this room, she said in mock swooning. swooning. I don't know, was that swoony? Ah. I've asked to have a smaller, more intimate. I've asked to have a smaller, more intimate dining room, but that, quote, wouldn't be very royal, he exclaimed, using air quotes. Aaron patted his hand. Exclaimed, or would that be an explained? I feel like that should have been explained. Oh, nah. So why the hell are we here, Henry blurted out. Stephen leaned back and threw his napkin on his now-empty plate. Well, you know about the trouble with the Northern Lords. No, Henry said. Yes, Margot countered. Stephen continued as if Henry hadn't answered. We received correspondence asking to negotiate a peace. Piece of what? Piece of pie? <laughs> Ooh, that was good. All right, uh... That's good, Henry offered. Yes, almost too good, Stephen continued. I'm told it was quite unexpected. We had an army marching that way, but they had no fighting orders. It seems odd they'd just give up before anything happened. Henry sipped his ale. He had little interest in politics like this. Looking at Aaron across from him, he shrugged. Aaron did the same. So what are you going to do? Margot asked. We'll negotiate the peace, of course, he replied. That's why you're here. What can we do, Henry asked. This is really bad. (laughs) Stephen paused for a moment. Well, I actually need Margot for this. Turning to Margot, I took a drink of whiskey. And he said... Oh, I lost my place. That didn't work. Turning to Margot, he continued... I want to send you along with a diplomat to negotiate, since your family is one of the signatories. No, Margot said simply. Oh, would I get to meet more of of her family, Henry asked. Having only met a brother, who she despised and feared, he was intrigued at meeting more. Listen, I know it's a big favor, but I can't trust just... Wow, this writing is real hard to read. (laughs) Listen, I know it's a big favor, but I can't trust just these crazies to go, he pleaded, swinging his arms around to show he meant the royal staff. I mean, they arrested you. I know I can trust you two, so I want you both to go. All expenses paid and all the royal treatment. Did you know about this? Margot asked Aaron. 
Aaron smirked. I suggested it. You bitch. <laughs> After a prolonged silence, Margot sighed. Oh, all right. We'll go, but I'm not happy about it. Great! I'll tell the others, and you'll leave tomorrow morning, Stephen said, clapping his hands together. And, Aaron urged. Uh, and, Stephen mirrored. Oh, I promise not to have you arrested again, he said. Ha <laughs> ha! And that ends chapter four! So, not a whole lot going on in that chapter. I mean, I'm currently 13 minutes into recording this episode, and... Wow. Wicked fast, am I right? I mean, I actually did just page ahead a little bit into chapter five. I think it's going to be about the same length. And possibly just as dull. (laughs) I'm not sure. But, uh... Yeah, like I warned you guys, this is going to be a little more like a Da Vinci Code, like, rapid fire kind of piece of shit chapters. Yeah, I think we're going to be real short for the next, what, this episode and chapter 5, 6, and 7 are going to be. 5 and 6, maybe? I don't know. I'm just paging up and down through the book here. Yeah, we're going to be blazing through these, which is kind of a bummer. I like reading to you guys, whoever's out there. And gals, I'm sorry. Don't want to sound sexist. I know women must listen to podcasts, I guess, right? Although, don't they like famously like true cl- true crime podcasts? I don't know. When I talk about like what podcasts I like to people, I get the feeling that I'm, uh, what do I want to say? I don't listen to the ones that most people do. I don't know. I listen to really stupid stuff. Like this podcast. I know Laura's like, oh, you enjoy your podcast? Like, it's exactly what I would listen to. (laughs) Spot on. (laughs) Anyway, all right, back to the book. So, nothing really happened in this chapter, except Stephen sending Margot to negotiate a peace deal with Margot's daddy and uh, some other fucking losers up there. In the Northern Lands. Ooh, remember the preface had their names at the beginning? It was very stupid. So, you know, not much, I guess it's kind of setting the reasoning behind this really weak plot that nobody's really going to like in the end. I think it's going to be very uh, disappointing, yeah. But we'll work through it. We're going to keep reading, right? Right? Everybody's excited still. I'm certainly still excited. So, in a chapter like this, you guys know I had a lot of trouble last week. Wow. Now we're down to an even shorter chapter, and I had to come up with stupid discussion questions for this. All right. All right. All right. We got three here. Let's let's rock through these. Okay. Uh, let me go back. I got to page you up. I want to get some context here, you know, and we're going to do some discussion questions. It's going to be fun. Uh, um, boop, 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 boop. Um, okay. So Henry... He thinks, uh, Margot notices that Henry thinks he's been in the room, right? So uh, she asks, what is it? Have we been in here before? He asks sincerely. She glanced around the room before grabbing a wine bottle and pouring more into her glass. Maybe, she admitted. First question, what's your favorite wine? Do you like any wines, huh? How about that? Um, I'm not not sure what Laura's going to answer on this because I would just assume she's going to answer. But what's her favorite wine? I mean, I know her favorite, like, varietal, but does she have, like, a favorite bottle? Mmm. This is very exciting, yeah. 
Yeah. I asked the hard-hitting questions. I would assume this is what they'd ask in high school literature class while reading this book. (laughs) What's your favorite wine? (laughs) That might fly in Europe. Don't they get to drink earlier there? I don't know. All right. That's a pretty simple one. What's my favorite wine? That's a tough question. I like a lot of wines. Um, I'm kind of really into it's uh it's a Canadian winery, 13th Street, and they make a Gamay Noir that I freaking love. I think I actually drank it while reading the podcast once. Yeah, I think it was like a weird Saturday where Lara wasn't home, and so I just drank a whole bottle of wine by myself, and it was that one. It's very good, and I've been able to get it in America. I'm a little concerned that it's not at the grocery store anymore, which is kind of annoying. It was very tasty, 15 bucks. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That might be my favorite, I guess. I don't really have any other favorites that I can think. Like, I don't get jazzed about any other particular bottle. Eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really did like, what did we have? Um, last night, we actually had a, uh, what was it called? Listen, I took a picture of the bottle, so let me bring it up. It was from Pilitary Estates. We bought it in Canada in person, and let's see what it is. It is Team Canada Red Wine. Yes, it's an, it's a wine where every dollar, um, one dollar from each purchased bottle goes to the Canadian Olympic team. <laughs> yes, it was very delicious. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. I think Laura did too. It's definitely a blend, but very good. I, I was shocked. I I was a little worried about it because it was a blend and it was like $12 Canadian, not especially expensive, but no, it was awesome. Yeah, what's your favorite wine? All right, all right. Question two, let's get some more context. Context, context. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Um, Henry says, because Stephen says, we received correspondence asking to negotiate a peace. That's good, Henry offered. Yes, it's almost too good, Stephen continued. Blah, blah, blah. It seems odd they're giving up before anything happened. Henry sipped his ale. He had little interest in politics like this. Okay, question two. Out of this context, I bet you know what it's going to be. What's your favorite kind of ale? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Um, So, ale is basically like uh, almost any beer. I mean, unless you're drinking a lager, so that's like the Budweiser's and stuff. I think Pilsner's are something different too. Ale is just the easiest way to make beer. I've made some batches of beer at home. I haven't like two years now. I should make beer again. That's fun. It's more about, well, it's about the process and the drinking, but it's not a good time of year because right now my most favorite beer, and I believe it's an ale, I believe, uh, let's assume it is, huh? <laughs> is a Genesee Spring Bock. It is, I don't want to oversell it, but it's the greatest beer ever made and it's phenomenal. And I'm deep into like my fourth 12 pack of it and I only found it like three weeks ago so yeah it's phenomenal you guys gotta get it if you can Genesee Springbok best beer ever only comes in cans it's like I think this year it went up another dollar it's like nine dollars for a 12 pack 
Who am I, Mike Bloomberg? Huh? I'm tying that into the second part of that context question, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I, and like for Laura, I think she likes like a, a wheat ale, like a, like a Hogarden. She'll drink some of those sometimes. But generally, she'll stick with wine these days. I think she prefers it. I mean, she does prefer it. It's not, I think she does. Yeah. So write in. What's your favorite beer? And, you know, we could start the Jeff Reads' Book uh, Beer Club, and we could all exchange our favorite beers. Huh? And then we could do it with wine, too, though, honestly. I don't care. They're all delicious. And whiskey, which is what I'm drinking right now. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Okay. <laughs> all right. How about question three? Uh, all right. Henry says, what is he, blah, blah. I got to find where I just read that. He had little interest in politics like this. Question three, are you interested in politics? How about that? I find like, what do I want to say? <sighs> I don't know. I I find that I just, uh, I consider the government this thing over here. I just have to send money to, to keep them off my back, you know, like, Here's some more cash. Now stay, just get away from me, right? I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time everybody's out to get me. Not in the conspiracy theory way, just that everybody's trying to screw me over somehow. And I consider the government one of those people. (laughs) One of those organizations, should I say? Yeah, yeah, just like everybody. So, I don't know. I tend to, I have like a defeatist attitude when it comes to politics. Like, ugh, what's the point? This is probably not a good view to have, but whatever. I vote every single time. Uh, Yeah, and so I'm recording this uh, March 1st, I guess, right? So I get to vote not next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but the next Tuesday, I think. Whatever. But it's a primary, so in Ohio you have to declare you're in that party to vote in that party, and then that's a whole thing. So actually I'm going to vote issues only. That's right. I'm going to go in, ask for the ballot that has exactly one thing to vote for on it. And all that is is like funding for health and human services, which I'll probably vote for. I don't know. It funds the freaking, it helps fund like the county hospital. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do that probably. Yeah, I always tell Laura that I don't vote for any of the uh, police levies or fire levies. (laughs) What are they doing, huh? (laughs) When was the last time they helped me? Uh, Whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, school levies. I don't have kids that go to school. Why would I vote for a school levy? Am I right? Am I right, people? Yeah, it's a very old person stance to have. Are you interested in politics? You can write in with your, like, political affiliations. Just, you know, obviously I'm going to read them out loud, but uh, I don't, I don't like to, what do I want to say? I don't... I don't feel like I can. it makes any difference in my life. I, I just feel frustrated with that kind of stuff. On a national level, for sure. State level, pretty much entirely. Local level, maybe a little less, but not so much. Every time they come and tell me I have to replace another square on my sidewalk, I say, why do I even bother like voting or paying taxes? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't tell, I'm like a, you know, I'm, what, in my 40s, but I'm a very surly man, it seems like. (laughs) Eh, What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think the wine and beer club is going to be more fun. Like, if you just write in with some interesting beers, 
All right, let me go through. Let's let's think about this. This is more fun than that politics question. Answer the one politics question if you want. All right, here's some beers everybody should try, though. Uh, I do like Genesee Cream Ale. People say it's bad, but if you want, like, a light beer, it's extra fizzy, and it's very tasty. It's a nice, lightish beer, right? Um, gotta go Genesee Springbok, my favorite. Uh, I really do like Guinness. Uh, I'll drink that all the time if it's available. In the greater Cleveland region, and I guess it's a lot of places now, Dortmunder Gold from Great Lakes Brewing Company. Freaking amazing. I love that beer. Very heavy, though, so it, that's a tough one. I had two giant ones, like 25 ounces, on uh, Friday night after playing soccer, which was especially bad because on the way there, my entire water bottle spilled into my cup holder so i had no water to drink at the game so i had to i had to wait till after the game and just drink beer um but very heavy very delicious though it's a great beer cleveland's got a lot of microbreweries and i say that like other places don't you all have a lot of stupid ass microbreweries you know what though great lakes brewing company i always go back to theirs because they're solid they're delicious um we have one here in town uh, that makes beer like locally and they can it and you can buy it in stores and I see it at restaurants fucking sucks <laughs> sibling revelry is awful I don't like their beers so I, they're just not good what are you gonna do um, people used to get excited about one in the area called platform I'm gonna say that one also kind of sucks because they change flavors constantly and I don't know I'm a man of habit so I'm not gonna try a new flavor because I know the Dortmunder Gold Tap I'm going to be happy with. Yeah. Let me think. Uh, I drink, uh, what, uh, All Day IPA is a fun, like, low-alcohol IPA. I like IPAs. Yeah. Um, that one's good. Anything Sierra Nevada makes is good. Yeah. Yeah, right in with, like, an interesting one that you've had. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. And then do the same for wine. Uh, I'm really usually on a Canadian wine kick, so that's not fair. Uh, I kind of like that I can go somewhere where they grew the stupid grapes. So California wines, I don't know, they all seem the same. I'm not real good at telling wines apart. Like, Laura can do it way better. I'm just like, oh, it tastes like fermented grapes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I gotta say, I do like the Canadian wines. They could be a little on the grapey side, but, you know, tasty. Uh, Firelands, I like. That's uh, just over by Sandusky, which has an amazing amusement park. So if you're not from here, look it up. And uh, their wines are real good, surprisingly, because Ohio wine can be iffy. But uh, theirs are really good, tend to be a little heavy on the oakiness, right? Tastes a lot like wood sometimes. Which I kind of like. So I drink fucking bourbon. So what are you going to do? Mm. How are we going to run this wine club? This is going to be fun. Wine and beer club. Yes. Yeah, so write in with any of your favorite alcoholic spirits. And we'll uh, just go through them, you know. Unless you're underage. Then, you know, don't drink or uh, whatever. Whatever you got to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's about it for the show today. Uh, if you want to write in, head over to jeffreadsbook.com. And there's three ways to contact me there. You can hit me up on email at jba at sdf.org. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. Or you can hit me up on Mastodon at jba at mastodon.sdf.org. And, um, you know, you guys are going to have to write in. Because next week, another short-ass episode. I need... 
things to talk about. And if you guys, if I get a suggestion for like a beer or wine, I'll go get it for the show. Because then we can keep this going with the, well, the beer and I don't know, it's tough. Just do it. I'll do it. I'll spend the money. I'm going to tally it on to the cost of the microphone, cost of doing the show. So it's another business expense. That'll be weird on taxes. Does that count as food? I don't think so. It's more office supplies, right? When I do do my taxes? Yeah. Let's say it's that. Uh, So, yeah, write in with some answers to these enthralling questions. And, you know, if you have any comments about the book so far, tell me about those too, all right? Uh, Anyway, I guess that's it. So, until next time, keep on reading. (laughs) 